This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode of The Instance is brought to you by The Core Show. It's another show here on the Frog Pants Network, all about Heroes of the Storm. It stars me. John Jagger, and Bo Schwartz. Every Tuesday, we do it live at 7 p.m. Mountain Time, or you can catch it on the podcast feed. Get it wherever you get your podcasts. Just search for Core, or go to frogpants.com slash core, and uh, you'll like it. Some in-depth coverage of Heroes of the Storm. You know, one of those other Blizzard games. That's frogpants.com slash core. Today, on The Instance, we talk deep and hard about the state of PvP in Legion and the beta and what we expect from the launch. Holinka has lots to say in their recent Q&A. We also talk about class trials and why you're going to want one and why we think everyone will get one. Also, the action cam and distance cameras are being changed. Ooh, lots of controversy being sticked up there. Sticked up there? (laughs) That's not the way I meant to say that. Also, you can buy WoW-themed beer now in China. More about Gul'dan. Ariel, some other Heroes updates, and Overwatch gets competitive mode. All that and more, coming up on The Instance. You're listening to The Instance. everybody welcome back to the instance episode 452 for the first of july 2016 i'm scott johnson joined today by everyone's favorite european the one the only the not leaving the eu the patrick the beja hello what's going on right now now i'm the only european on the show i mean uh i don't know if you can say european unioner or something like that but definitely we were joking before the show i think in that vote for the brexit they should have tied it with if they vote leave, then Terpser also has to leave the 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 instance, okay. and they would never have voted leave. Yeah, you know we that would have fixed, fixed everything. We would have fixed everything. Certainly, we would have gotten those thirty percent of people who weren't uh, never voted. They have gotten out and, and rocked the vote, as we say sure. here in the U.S. Uh, also joining us all the way from Texas, another <laughs> place that always threatens to leave but never does. Why it's Dills. Hello, Dills. Hi. So yeah. you guys saying that Fraud Pants and the Diamond Group could have fixed this vote? <laughs> All right, that's it. We're going to stop there, though. We're not going any further. No, nope, but that was further. totally that's worth it. saying. We're done. Well done. Yeah. Well done. And by the way, congratulations to everybody sitting here for winning awards. That's all we're going to say about that. In a completely rule-respecting way, no matter what idiots say. <laughs> Absolutely. It's all we ever will need to say. And this show, of course, is a legacy show, so... The instance yeah, was not up for one. We're not even up for the award. No. Although two-time winners in the past. That's right. right. So. That's right. Uh, it's good to be back, everybody. Thank you for being here. There was no show last week. I had stuff come up, but uh, we're glad to be back. It's funny, though, even though we're back, uh, Terpster's got stuff, so he couldn't be here. Um, it's been a relatively quiet um, time for all, I think, all Blizzard games, with a couple of exceptions. Which, which we'll get to today. I know, listen. Is I there know, ever really a quiet time ever, ever again a, a for li- all Blizzard games? A little, like a little. You could argue this week. I mean, there's some there's some great Q&As about Legion, which we're going to talk about. There was some big uh, patch for uh, for Overwatch. It was pretty rad. Heroes has got some nice little sneak preview stuff going on and some 
pretty decent uh, things for me personally happening. But, you know, it's not like there was any big, huge breaking, you know. Well, th there wasn't a release, but there were, I would argue, there were a lot of things happening. Well, good. I'm glad you're arguing that because we're going to jump right in. Let's argue about the state of PvP and Legion, something, I guess, Dills, you've been messing about in there quite a bit in the beta. I wouldn't say quite a bit, mm. but uh, all of my PTR messing has been done. Uh, uh, all of my, sorry. All of my beta messing around has been done in PvP. Mm. I haven't even, like, I didn't even log in one time until they put in the PvP stuff that I could then go in, which basically you just get a max level character who's already kitted out with a certain amount of gear. Yeah. And everyone has the same gear, and then you just go fight. It's awesome. So are you are you experiencing then the things, so, so one of the big systems that we can talk about here that, that came from the Q and a and also just as in the beta in general is the way that you are getting loot now is no longer grinding out a bunch of currency, going to find somebody to buy something from and then getting your gear that way. The new way is you are going to get drops with every win that you mm -hmm. have in, in the various PVP modes in the game, battle battlegrounds, arenas, and so on skirmishes, whatever. And are, are you experiencing that? Have you seen stuff drop? Is it, does it feel good? Like, what is that experience like? I, I actually don't think that they're doing that unless they recently added it. Because when I went in, you basically just did the, like, everyone just has the same gear. Mm. Um, and there's no real, we're not really in there testing the gear stuff. But uh, it made it, a change. It's also normalized, right? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone has the same. Well, level. so they're just okay. So this uh, is just part but, of their whole balance. But it doesn't period. matter anyway, right? Anymore because yeah. So, but yeah, I I, I need to log in more recently because now what I've actually been doing, which is weird, is I've been playing live WoW. Whoa, what? Uh, what? Like a whole bunch, actually. <laughs> really? Yeah. What's happening? I, my my uh, my Legion beta days. I did a bunch of stuff right when first hit with that PVP, and I will say I agree with some of their statements on balance for sure. But I also attributed it at the time. To I don't know what the hell's going on anyway, mm. so I can't tell if there's real balance issues or not. But it certainly felt like Demon Hunters came along and killed me real easy. Mm. Um, but no, I've been playing a whole bunch of live WoW. Uh, so what happened was the movie and news and things, more stuff being told to us and just getting that excitement level going. Mm. So logged in and was like, you know what? I still haven't completed my legendary or flying in Draenor. Let's go. Mm. And so I've been doing all that stuff. And I'm actually really, really I should close. do that. Yeah. I'm really close to the flying in Draenor. I only need to do maybe another week of dailies. Um and that's it. And I'll be all set. Yeah. And uh, and I've been and I've been doing alts and running dungeons and playing the auction house again it's like as soon as you start doing it all of a sudden you're just all in again you're back in yeah. so do you do you do your garrison or do you just not even bother i do garrison missions naval missions and i'm out yeah you're not hanging around for stuff to finish. You're not checking in at all the time. Yeah, just... I'm not running around, you know, doing all that kind of stuff. Because all, all I need so for my legendary stuff is the Hellfire Peninsula mm -hmm. crap, which is like, you know, pretty easy to get. So or Hellfire Hellfire Citadel. Yeah. Um, so that's all I really do there. I don't I don't like go in and mine my my shaft anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> I don't uh, I don't pick herbs. Although I did sit and fish yesterday, so I could make feasts, but. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's that's different. That's different. I'm Sometimes not, you just got fish, man. I'm not going to name the episode Mining My Shaft, by the way. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, I think I'm going to skip that one. I think that one will not right. be, be uh, today's title. 
So uh, that's if you very find your shaft. It gets you know, it just gets like over overflowing, <laughs> and you just got you got to get in there and do some maintenance. You know, you do, you do. So so this is really interesting to me because I I've been seeing you stream it, and so I knew that something was up. Um, and I figured, wow, he's he's he seems to be sort of all back in, and it reminded me that's kind of what this game does. Like it has yeah. this weird fluctuating thing where there'll be this swath of time after a certain amount of expansion where you're like, I need to be doing other things. And certainly Blizzard's given us plenty of distractions to do. Uh, and then we do those things. And during that entire time, we don't really miss it. We're not really thinking about it. In fact, sometimes people are like, ah, I don't know, maybe maybe I'm done with WoW or whatever. And then this thing happens. And like you said, the combination of the movie, all the stuff that's being talked about, these Q&As I think have been really helpful. And I heard from a little bird or a spider, if you like Game of Thrones, one of my spiders, uh, says that, that numbers in the game may already be peaking back out at 7 million before the expansion. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. People, uh, I will say this, yeah. though. I, I slash hooed in a few zones, and I was the only one there. So it's not, <laughs> it's, it's not like there's a widespread, everyone's jumping back in. There's definitely still, you know, but I mean, of course, AIE, there's always been activity, even while, you know, a lot of people were kind of lulled in and, and stopped playing WoW mm-hmm. on a daily. But there's still activity in AIE all the time. Every time I log in, people are in there ch- talking on the green wall. And uh, although the green wall is more of a, a fence with some holes in it now, but <laughs> mm-hmm. it's still pretty good. Uh, but, you know, I like it, it doesn't take long to queue for things. And there's so many things to queue for. It's pretty impressive that it's still only, you know, it took me like 20 minutes, I think, to queue for an older LFR mm-hmm. the other day, which, you know, I was like, this is old, man. This, that's actually pretty decent if it's 20 minutes and i'm queuing for one section of you know something that's actually three tiers ago or something like that so it it actually feels to me pretty like a pretty populated world still and I, as i'm running around the world i am seeing people i i think you know it's funny because we, we talked on the show about the downtick in people and all that and a lot of people have crapped on the game in its current state and i really believe that world of warcraft right now the game itself is the best it's ever been and it's just the problem is that we are not forced into running into each other and we talked about we had a long conversation about this at one point on a show yeah but i really think like you take all the current systems and then just like chuck out the queuing and and the flying Mm -hmm. and suddenly everyone's out in the world talking to each other again like it's that's the only thing to me that makes it feel Mm. right now like a little bit of an isolated experience Mm. but as soon as i went out and looked for people to do stuff with because i had to clear out uh kill jaden's throne for one of my uh apexis crystals dailies you know and that's a tough one it's all elites and they're all sure you know kind of hard to kill it just takes a long i could do it as a hunter but it takes a while yeah so i you know just sent out a, a you know who wants to do this with me and all of a sudden, I had a few people doing it with me, like pretty quickly. So it's like that's still that aspect that needs to like be forced on you a little bit before you actually go out and do it. Mm. Otherwise, what happens is everyone's just sitting in their garrisons, no one ever sees each other. Sitting in auction houses, no one ever sees each other. But all the other stuff around it all feels really good, man. Yeah, like everything else about the game right now, um, it doesn't feel dumbed down and, st- and you know, and casual and whatever. All that still feels really good. Yeah, there's, and there's still challenges if you go out and find them. You so. make a pretty good argument for the idea that. Um, for the, for their efforts this time around to push to a more social um, set of systems and and you know guild hall or guild uh, not guild halls uh, class halls and that sort of stuff seem like ways of getting people face to face more and less of this weird remote teleportation 
uh, lobby system that the game kind yeah. of evolved into. So, yeah, like with these alts, what are you doing with them? Are you building new characters? Are you like, are you going? No, that far basically, back? I'm just, I'm just queuing dungeons right now. Which you know, I just talked about how that's the thing that's taking us away from stuff. But it really is. I would rather run like I, we did a bunch of old dungeons uh, recently. Like we just did Karazhan. I did Sunwell. Uh, we uh, killed Nefarian. Like we went around, we did a whole bunch of stuff, uh, Blackwing Lair, um, and that was really fun. Flying across the world, going to these little remote spots, and we did AQ40 to kill Cthulhu. Oh man, and that was awesome. You could see Princess Huharan. People were playing uh, Hearthstone. You could see the Twin Emperors. You could see Princess Huharan. See all those people in there. Um, that was amazing. Mm. Flying around the world, seeing all this stuff as you're going to the actual location itself. And I think that's what we're kind of missing right now is that we need to go do this thing. Let's go to the thing mm-hmm. and and then go kill the people. Like right right now, it's it's yeah, sitting in a room pushing a button. Mm. And I don't know. The lobby system works for a lot of games, but I don't think it works for World of Warcraft. I really don't. Mm. I think that's that's to me the biggest thing that kind of takes me out. And with these alts, I wish that wasn't my option. I wish my option was to be running around. I will say this though: the uh, earning drain or flying. Has been pretty fun too because it, you go, you have to go around, and you have to collect treasures from all over. Draenor is part of it, and that stuff was really fun. What I don't like though is that one zone is more important than all the others when it comes down to it. Mm. Um, the Tanan jungle stuff yeah. is it's gonna way be more the important. Same you have in to the, do dailies, you know. Yeah. It's going to be the same in Legion. There's a level, there's a top level zone though where you have to do. Yeah, your but that's fu- that's fine as far as like you know that's that's the final bit of the story right where you're actually confronting Gul'dan and you're doing all this stuff mm. and you know that that makes sense as that zone for that but it's so important to just flying in all of Draenor and I feel like what I've done already up to this point should have earned me flying in Draenor <laughs> but now I just have to mm. log in daily and run around this one zone so the idea was you earn flying in Draenor once you've already completed a lot of Draenor stuff which means you've been all over and you've seen everything mm-hmm. and now you don't really need to like have the run around exploration thing going on anymore. Right. But instead of it being like that, which I would what I would like is maybe some really long involved quest line that sends me all over the continent, right? Mm-hmm. I think that would be really cool. But instead, it's come in and do dailies in one zone for like uh, an extra couple weeks at the end. Mm-hmm. And once you've done that, then you can fly all over all of Draenor. Yeah, I, one would hope the that's, way that, that there's a little disconnect. There. And even Patrick's right about you know Legion's not going to be all that different in terms of you know this top level zone idea. But I, I would I would hope and think, and I haven't messed around with the beta enough to say this whether they're doing this or not. But they had to have learned enough from that entire flying let's call it a mess <laughs> in Warlords, which started out as we're not sure we're going to let you at launch, and then launch came and said, yeah, we don't know when we're going to do it, and then later in the expansion, it's like, yeah, we still don't really know, and and then they finally kind of did it, and they had a, a kind of a method to the madness to doing it, which is what you're going through right now. You'd think yeah. that in this Legion iteration, they will have learned a bunch from that. They know when they're going to do it, roughly, um, and they will have built that around it instead of sort of having it, you know, uh, float around Blizzard and, until they could figure out how to nail it down. And I, so I have, yeah. I have some confidence in that. And so hopefully we won't see nearly as much of what you're talking about. Well, well, I think, a, you know, a single high-level zone that's kind of the end of the, the story, that's fine. But I'm just talking about for this one specific thing, which is earning your flying in Draenor. Mm-hmm. It really seems to me like, you know, the legendary quest line sends you kind of all over the place. 
and doing a lot of different things. And you're always coming back to Cadgar and, okay, now what? Now what do we do? And you actually see some story develop around Cadgar and spoilers for those who aren't doing it, but, you know, freeing Garona from being kind of control, mind controlled by Gul'dan and all that kind of stuff. And you're, everything kind of makes sense, right? You're mm-hmm. doing this thing and it's linear and you're, you're kind of, you're going out to do something else. Okay. Now we need this, hey. go out and, and get it. And I wish flying was like, Hey, okay, we can get you the fly here, but you're going to need to go all the way to one end of Draenor and do this thing. Then you got to come back to me. Then you got to send you to the other spot over here in Draenor. And then it actually gets you out into the world. Right. So, th- so the end result is kind of a legendary quest line, but you get flying at the end because now you've seen mm-hmm. the entire continent. You've done things. You've like earned exploration, essentially. Mm-hmm. So, how, how would you feel if it was if it was linked to to the legendary quest line, like at the end of it or towards the end of it, you get flying as well? Mm. That, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I, the The whole idea of these long epic quest lines is awesome to me like i really enjoy those and i've gone back and done quest lines that i never completed at level because you know like actually i went i started doing because on dills i had never done the karazhan quest line to get attuned right mm-hmm. oh, so really? when i went back i was like oh look wow, at this i that's... can still do this mm-hmm. so i totally like went, went off and did it and there's all this cool stuff with medivh and you're finding about it his like his history and all this um, did you did you do it solo like the dungeons? I haven't finished the whole thing. It's actually a lot of okay. stuff. But uh, I like I picked up a bunch of the quests when I got there because the the when I'd actually raided in Karazhan, it was on another tune that was like so long ago now. It's crazy mm. that wasn't on Dills when I when I came to AIE with Dills. I think that was like the tail end of Burning Crusade, and I never actually got up to like raiding with that character. So, mm-hmm. but anyway, yeah, like so I had never actually completed that on Dills, so I started doing that again. It was really fun i think the epic quest lines is really that's the way i want them to achieve all of this stuff because it feels like you're you're living through a story yeah yeah rather than grinding dailies grinding dailies is fine for things but i don't like it as part of major achievements it's like that's how you earn mounts and get all the extra stuff right Mm -hmm. yeah grinding in general is not my favorite thing in the world and they do seem to you know a lot of these new systems in pvp even seem less grindy your the goal here is to so, okay, so we, we talked about it a little bit, and you're saying you're not sure that that stuff's in there yet, and it sounds like it's probably not. They're working right now on just balance and tuning. And I'll have to go in. I mean, I, I want to test uh, where it is now, especially after seeing all this information. Right. Um, but the, the PTR people, PvP, was, it's just kind of right now, to me, it feels like you just go in and you're just playing just mm-hmm. to kind of get a sense of, mm-hmm. you know, um, I, I did it to see what my new rotation would look like as a hunter and stuff. Sure. But. For people who don't remember, um, the way the PvP system is going to work in Legion is that you go in and no matter what kind of gear you have, uh, you all get normalized at gear level 850. Like gear basically doesn't matter anymore. Now, if you start getting gear that is better, um, above level 800, each time you get an item that is above level 800, it's going to increase your power a little bit but just 10% of what the actual power would be. So um, it's a lot more similar to a uh, PvP system for you know shooters or MOBAs or whatever, general competitive systems, in that 
everyone is on the same playing field for the most part there you might be you might have little variances if people get really high level item level but it's going to be a lot less than it was in previous iterations and uh, you also have specific talents for pvp that only get activated in pvp and um, pvp like battlegrounds uh, give you items every time you complete a battleground if I, i'm guessing if you win yeah you get items i mean it's yeah. a very different experience now yeah when you win so so, so here's the deal. When you win, uh, you don't take a bunch of currency and keep grinding until that's enough to go buy the thing anymore. That's currency is actually being converted to gold, the stuff that exists right now. So that's conquest and honor. All of that's going to be gold. What you do, in fact, get are essentially drops. So you're playing for a yeah. more immediate reward. There's some RNG involved. They say that they've got some bad luck uh, stuff in there that is minimized. So your chances of Dill's getting the same shoulders twice are very low. It's possible, but yeah. low. Um, but they do want to introduce a more, not Diablo, but, you know, random loot quality to the experience, but you will always get something for your wins. And basically, it's the same system as it is for PvE. Every item drop you get, even in quests, you know, they get a chance to be upgraded. And that's the case in, uh, in, in Warlords already. It has a chance to be upgraded a little bit, and uh, it can get upgraded by 5, 10, 15 um, item level points. So you, you, and, and there's no PvP gear. There's no specific PvP gear. So you're going to go in PvP in your PvE gear, and you're going to earn PvE gear when doing PvP. The gear, again, kind of doesn't really matter anymore. No, it matters yeah, in the sense that it matters in the sense that you're going to want to transmog the hell out of it, and you're going to get some cool sets you can't get anywhere else because you're playing PV, PvP. Um, but you're still, it's like you're just earning gear for the game in, right. in both places now instead of these two completely separate tiers of gear. And I really and like the sound the, of that a lot. Yeah, they've been debating uh, separating the two more than it had been in the past. And they've tried to minimize the separation a lot because they didn't want your character to feel different um, in the in the two. Mm -hmm. um, so the irony, well, not the irony, but the interesting thing is the gear is the same now when it was different before, but your character is a little bit different in PvP because you have this whole PvP-specific talent tree. Mm -hmm. um, so hopefully it will work and feel better than it did in the past. It, it was fine in the past, but this will make it easier to um, to not feel like you're getting completely stomped when you get into PvP because the guy in front of you has, you know, 100 item levels on you and uh, there's really nothing you can do. It's really going to be your ability to play your character in that PvP environment that is going to matter. Yeah, and for those wondering if... Well, oh, go ahead. Yeah, my, go ahead. my understanding is that basically, like, gear is gear and there's no PvP stats anymore. Right, so right. right. it will still make a difference, but it's a tiny difference now, not mm -hmm. a huge one. And you can go out and just do, like, PvE and then be like, hey, I feel like PvPing one, you know, this time. Yeah. And your PvE gear will actually be fine. Yeah. And the um, PvP here, exactly. you, and, you can just go. And the gear but if you, you don't get... ever PV, PVE, right? And that's the only way you earn gear is PV, PvP. You will still get stuff that matters, right? It just doesn't. It's it's a smaller percentage, like rather than like a jump of like say ten percent extra power, right? Because I have a seven twenty five and you have a seven ten eye level, like it's not going to matter as much. It's I love that idea. Thing. I love the idea of being able to skill. just play PvP and go. I got a sweet thing, but I want to go do raid now. Oh, I'm done raiding for a while. I want to go PvP and not feel like you're you're having yeah. to leave your life behind every time you do it. 
It's actually yeah. like the more you PvP, just the better you get, just based on the fact that you can add these new talents and cool stuff. Yeah, right? yeah, so. yeah. And you can you and, can turn, uh, you can tune that artifact uh, independently in PvP without affecting how you use it in PVE. So in other words, for, you know, if you've gone some crazy direction with the way you spec'd out your artifact weapons in the world, uh, you can tune that in PvP and not have it mess you up in the bigger world. If that makes sense, I think, mm -hmm. I think that makes sense. I'm not. I'm not sure how that works. Is there two different tunings? Or I thought they were saying they haven't tuned artifacts for PVE yet, for, for PvP yet. Well, here's how it may, may not happen. It hasn't happened yet, but Holinka's statement was you can spec your artifact tuning for PvP without yeah. affecting how you use it in PvE. So okay. whatever that means practically, right. it's hard to say. Okay. Um, I, I don't know um, because I haven't done... like the, Right now, the PTR is very separated. There is a PvP PTR beta, and then there is the non-PvP beta where you're just doing the actual questing content and all of that. Right. And I haven't touched that at all. Mm -hmm. So I went into the, the PvP one, and I opened up my artifact weapon, and I saw all this stuff, and I went, <laughs> I'm just not going to mess with that. Like <laughs> I'll just let that be what it is, and I'll just go play. So all I've really done is logged in and just gone and played mm -hmm. because to me that was what I wanted to see. I just wanted to see, you know, there's new, there's all these new abilities. Every spec is, just feels so different than it used to feel. Um, all of a sudden I got this thing called Headshot. I was like, what is that? You know, and so I had to figure all that stuff out more than anything else. So I, I will try to make an effort to get in there at some point so I can give you guys a more solid view of what that actually looks like because uh, it seems like there's still plenty if you're the person who likes to sit there figure your stuff out there's plenty to do but it also feels like if you're not the kind of person who likes that you can just click on stuff and you'll be fine yeah um but there's a lot it, it, it's kind of like it looks almost like um anybody ever played like path to exile yeah love that game like a, a path of exile. much like stripped down version of that talent system right where you go down these trees and different lines and all that oh, kind of that stuff. That thing is so crazy. Kind of feels like Isn't that thing nuts? Oh my gosh, that thing is nuts. It's so crazy. <laughs> in that game, though, it was so much that I get why some people love it, but man, it made me stop real quick. <laughs> I was like, I, if this was going to be my main game, I'd be all in on this. Yeah. But I already know, like, I just wanted to, like, check this out. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so it's a beast. I can spend time talking about what my spec and my deck's going to look like in Hearthstone and what and Heroes and all that, because I know I'm going to play a lot of those games. Yeah. But when it's a game like that, I was like, no, I don't got that. It looks like a, like a giant tabletop game maker took a, a giant dump on a table, and <laughs> that's what you got. And I like that game a lot. I, I, I have it's high a cool game. Yeah, if it, you're yeah. into Diablo, Path of Exile, you, you would love. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's, it's, and it's also, I think, you know, it does free-to-play right, in my opinion. Uh, Patrick, you oh, were, yeah. were going to say something. What were you going to say? Actually, uh, I, I can't off. remember now. Oh, crap. Um, I didn't mean to cut you off. Probably something really clever. Just think about something really <laughs> clever that you would have said now, uh -huh. and that's probably what I was going to say. Well, good news then, because uh, Seasons, this is, has nothing to do with what you just said. I'll just uh, have a transition <laughs> anyway. Seasons are going to be tied to raid content timelines, so this is just going to be based on their workflow. They want to be able to put out content at roughly the same time. It's the way they're working internally. So when there's new raid content, there will be a new season that is roughly 10 to 15 weeks per season for PvPers. Uh, that's, for those doing the math at home, that is one and a half seasons of Game of Thrones episodes. <laughs> right? 10 to 15 episodes? That'd be about right. That's a dumb way to count. Okay. My yes. math sucks, too. Uh, but anyway, that's uh, that seems all right. 15 to 10, 10 or, uh, 15 weeks, that seems fine. I don't think that's a bad timeline. Seems all right. Also, it gives you a good idea how soon you'll get raid content. So, 
uh, take that for whatever he meant it as. But it seems like, hey, guess what, everybody? 10 to 15 weeks of, uh, of seasons and 10 to 15 weeks between raids. Uh, two new arenas are coming. They didn't say which ones or what they'll be like. Uh, and facelifts to existing arenas are also planned someplace That's in good. the Legion cycle. That is good. Don't you think that stuff's getting a little, um, I don't know, a little stale, right? They've been around for a long it's been time. Been out forever, man. Yeah. Um, and they're the same damn arenas. I, I, you know, arenas. They don't need to be much other than some pillars to run around and stuff. But um, yeah, they could look better. They could feel cooler. Mm-hmm. I think we could do maybe with a little, like fewer pillars to run around. <laughs> I think you want people to be forced into combat a little bit, but give you a, a place to go that gives them strategic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, actual like you right now. Sometimes I go in an arena and I'm just chasing a druid around a damn pillar. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm doing it for like 10 minutes. That sucks. I don't <laughs> want to do that anymore. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, like things like the, um, what is it, Lordaeron something or whatever, where there's just like the grave in the middle, mm. kind of tomb in the middle. I love that one because mm. you can jump over it. You can go around it. It's There's actually stuff going on there. There's some play. I, I, remember, I remember being myself a druid, being chased around that, that tomb thing <laughs> for a good while. Mm. while in that arena you yeah. get to run faster than everybody else though man it sucks yeah yeah, <laughs> when yeah. I'm a, i was and i'm a hunter i have to see you so once we get it's basically like a kid like a child running away from their parent around that little <laughs> thing in the kitchens you know and you're just like come on man go to bed yeah it was uh good times and and then you know i was obviously restoration druid so i would be the one that never dies my arena partner would die in two seconds and then i would run around trying to avoid the ccs and just You're healing just myself and rejuves on yourself as you yeah and then <laughs> and then running uh you know big cat running faster and then yeah as you, as you guys <laughs> describe this it's funny because in i have this philosophical thing in my head about what it meant to make the changes they're making in legion and how that affected pvp it's so easy for people to pile onto that team and pile onto holinka and publicly berate them for making what they think is not the best pvp experience but imagine when the main core team of wow says guys we're going back to core fantasy per character everybody's going to have simplified rotations we're taking some abilities out we're changing entire things about classes like rogues and they've got new names even and we're changing all of this all of that immediately has catastrophic effects on how the pvp team now has to approach their job like they have they have to essentially refit retrofit everything to fit this new paradigm and it must be really hard i don't want to apologize for the team for any mistakes they've made in the past but it's a daunting challenge, and I think they're up for it. I like what I've seen so far. I haven't played any of this new stuff, but but um, I guess hats off to you know Holinka and the rest of the team working on this because I think that's really hard. It's like when um, oh, what's it like? It's like if you know the actors are on stage changing lighting and the and the tech crew trying to make the play happen are like, well, shit, I was already pointing the light that you know, like it's just it's a hard thing to have to follow in that wake, and um, it's like those. Um those uh commercials for like internet companies in the 90s mm-hmm. like we're building a plane as it's flying yes or, like we're herding cats or... yeah basically that yeah it's hard it's a hard thing so just internally structurally if you just think about it i think they deserve some some credit for that uh they they say this if they make any new battlegrounds they will likely remove older less popular ones because they don't uh they don't they think there are too yeah. many as it is I, don't I think know. they should remove ones that are uh, 
just kind of unbalanced. Mm. But of course, I think you need to wait a little bit because they are changing some things. Some some racial abilities have obviously been changed, so there should be some differences in the balance after that. Yeah. But yeah. like you know, it sucks when you when you basically ban two battlegrounds not because you don't really like them, but because Horde never wins them mm. or Alliance. I, I guess maybe the same thing on their side, but. Yeah. Uh, it's it's like that's not why I want to ban them, right? I want to ban them because I just don't. I'm sick of that one or something. Right. Um, so hopefully that stuff all gets kind of fixed, and then they decide which ones need to go. Do you think they'd but, freak out? You think the base would just have a freaking canary if a Blizzard suddenly announced that Alterac Valley is being yanked out of the game? Like, what kind of meltdown I, would that cause? It's funny because AV is one that I think, yeah, some people look on fondly, and a lot of people just go, yeah, all right, I don't need to play that ever again. Yeah. It's just at this point now, like a Rathi Basin, if they took it out, there would be an uproar yeah. because it's that good, one is kind of the main one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's, it just feels like this is a fair map where we do fair PvP type of stuff. But uh, it's also just Arathi a good Basin flow. is just a little more PvE in your PvP. You yeah, know? it's a good flow. It's a good layout. Like everything about Arathi Basin is yeah. just a successful attempt at making a good battleground. Yeah, we all have those fond memories of the 24-hour Alterax, right? But Ugh. that's, but, you know, don't <laughs> do, bring those back. Do we, though? Do we? <laughs> <laughs> that's people, I mean, look, yeah, nostalgia's, nostalgia's a hell of a drug. It's a right? funny but, thing, right? Yeah, put that right in my veins. Um, <laughs> let's see. They also, oh, they claim that they have full-time employees whose job it is to watch for cheaters and jerks. Uh, they also said 5v5 was very unpopular, so they removed it. Less people did it than do mythic raiding. Which I uh, yeah, strange. Five v five is like clown fiesta of PvP arenas. It's like you go in, and then everyone collapses on one guy, and then you're all collapsing on one guy on their team. And okay, now both we got two guys dead now. All right, it's moving. Now it's four v four. It's a, it's so weird because it doesn't feel like there's any real play. Mm-hmm. You could burst the hell out of somebody if five people all go on that guy. So it it doesn't. It doesn't quite work, I think, the way they maybe originally thought of it. They thought of it as like, this is going to be, this is the biggest you can get, right? So 5v5, it'll be crazy. There'll be so many people in there. Mm-hmm. But everyone just focuses down one guy, and then that guy dies. It was like, it's like institutionalized everyone go Winston, or institutionalized death yeah. ball only in heroes. Like, there's yeah. this feeling of like, ah, overwhelming power, and then, all right, do that again. But know. sometimes, you you know, you pick the guy who's, who can bubble real good so he doesn't die and then you know it's like so uh, but it just it doesn't end up being like a strategic thing it just ends up being like this kind of it's a dive every time like you yeah yeah, you you dive one and then yeah it's not very yeah but like 3v3 there's play there's back and forth there's a lot of stuff going on because it's hard to kill one guy with only like two dps or maybe you go three dps but now you don't have a healer so that that's the give and take you know yeah um, or you go a tankier character with slightly less DPS, but he he's harder to kill. So then you get you know there's actually like some stuff you can do within that. Yeah, and there's some yeah. Play. I guess the, the problem is crazy. yeah. The problem is five v five. You're always going to have enough DPS to to mow down kill one. Somebody. Yeah, to kill somebody. So yeah. yeah, that's the issue. By the way, if you guys want to live out of fantasy, I got a little trick to share with you. I've been playing a little bit of um, Warhammer Total War or Total War Whoa. Warhammer. Just pretend you're playing like a Warcraft game. Like a, an advanced RTS version of Warcraft, because that's basically what a Warhammer is anyway. It's kind of awesome if you start thinking of it that way. Like you're just like that 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 dude looks like freaking uh, Black Hand, and that guy looks a little like Thrall, I guess, or whatever. Their orcs are kind of different, but not. 
that game's great. Just want to throw a little shout out to the people who made that. It's really good. All right, let's talk about class trials. Patrick, this is something you wanted to talk about for a couple of weeks, so we're going we're gonna to touch on it here. Uh, Blizzard says uh, they've enabled one, a level 100 boost in class trials experience for Legion. So this is actually a little bit of old news about a week ago. What you do is you boost a character to level 100, places you in a short starting experience before you join in in the broken shore experience. Class trials are basically ways of trying out your character, all of these new changes to those characters, kind of a tutorial experience. Um, you had uh, you were talking about it earlier last week. What's your take on it? Do you like this idea that, um, you know, I don't know, it feels like a yeah. nice way to, to, to get, it's like getting, it's almost like here's a new way to get new people into the old game. Well, so actually, that's that's not how I look at it. The thing is, when you have a level 100 boost, you it's a way of showing you what the character is going to be before you actually uh, decide to use your boost on that character. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a tutorial. It's it's a tutorial, but in 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 a way, it sort of explain you explains to you what that class is about. What, you know, you choose your class and uh, I can't remember, I did it with a couple of characters, but I'm pretty sure you choose your, um, your spec as well. And then you go in, it's kind of like you're at the beginning of the Legion, the initial quest. And it's kind of a boot camp. It's like, all right, I know that you, you're an awesome frost mage, but let's just go over the basics, you know, just to be sure you might've been asleep for a while. And so they tell you how the frost mage works and you know, how the, the different buffs and deep, what are the main spells, uh, the different buffs and debuffs, what they do when you should, you know, they sort of explain the basic rotation, uh, for your spec. So, it's something that I really like because there are a ton. How many character? How many classes do we have now? Twelve. Twelve and, total. Yeah. Yeah. And and you have uh, uh, three on average three specs per character, so it's like thirty six different specs. It's a lot of. I, I haven't played. I have maybe I don't know five uh, characters that I brought to level uh, to to around top level max level, but I, there's half of the game that I don't really even know i don't know how a, a shaman plays i have no idea what they're i, I played one to level 20 maybe you don't even know don't how to know. say sh- shaman <laughs> i don't even know how to say shame shame on shaman. the shamans uh, it's it, you know and and i really love the fact that i think they should do that for everyone from the beginning like before you choose your what your main character is going to be, just have the option to go and try them at, you know, a, a simple rotation that you're going to get at level 60 or 70. And then you can decide whether or not this kind of play style is for you. And beyond that, you can even, you know, find the joy in the other characters you've never tried. Um, it is a, so such a vast game and you have so many choices. Again, I've played tons and tons of it i don't know half the 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 classes Mm -hmm. so and and this works really well it's it's fun it's simple it takes maybe 10 minutes to go through the entire um uh rotation part of it and um it gives you actually i tried with a, a class i knew and a class i didn't know and it gives you an actual good basic understanding of what it it's going to feel like when you play it so i think this is a system that is amazing i love it and i don't want to use my my level 100 boost because i want to keep it to try all the different classes uh you know if i ever want to in the future Mm -hmm. and um 
and I think, yeah, as I was saying, I think they should just implement some version of this for everyone, just so you can try, just like uh, uh, an expanded try this hero in in Heroes of the Storm. Sure, but can, with can with something it? that teaches you the rotation. Mm -hmm. Can you do it if you didn't boost? Like, can I just say I want to do it on my hunter? No, it's ah. it's only if you have a boost, basically. But everyone's yeah. gonna get a boost with with Legion, right? So, right. yeah. But if you if you if you don't have a level 100 character already, you're going to have to use the boost to play, play with your friends. So it's good that you're going to be able... I don't... Basically, I'm not sure it should be tied to the boost. Just give it to yeah, everyone. That's you what can say for 20 minutes. And, you and should just... be able to click something and say, take me to the starter zone experience or whatever it is. Because I, I think yeah, you know, I think that so many people are maybe like level to 100, left the game, haven't been playing for a while. Then yep. they get back. Now everything's changed, right? Yep. So even if they didn't boost, there's still a lot of things that are different, and it would be kind of nice to go yeah. through your class trial and learn what your new, you know, your new stuff is. Because I, when I first logged in on the beta PvP PTR, I logged in and I was like, "Holy crap! I don't know what any of these spells are," <laughs> and I had to sit there and read and figure it out, and I was putting them in, you know, trying them in different rotations and all this stuff. I mean, I spent I don't know 45 minutes just kind of shooting target dummies and i would have yeah. much preferred that something kind of walked me through that process yeah or at the very least Absolutely. give you the give you a essentially give you a tag and say all right this is your tag to to buy any car you want in this showroom and it's uh it's totally fine whichever one you want but go ahead and test drive the beamer and then go test drive the lamborghini and test drive all these fancy expensive cars so that you know which one you're going to for sure want because they've had a lot of changes this model year. This is a good metaphor. I'm keeping, yeah. I'm keeping with this. And then <laughs> and then let you cash in that ticket, basically. That would be yeah. the way to do this. I, I would love, if, if someone from the design team in WoW is listening, I would love for them to let us know if there's some kind of you know reason. I'm sure there is, but if there's a reason for not making this uh, available to everyone all the time. Mm -hmm. I, I I understand it could be overwhelming for people who are just starting out, but if once you have a level sixty character, I think it would be good to, yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, you know, when so. you open that adventure guide, this would go right at this could be perfect for a little button right in your adventure guide that says learn your class, learn your spec, you yeah. know, yeah. and then you just pop on in there and and, and test things out because Wait. it's it's just there's so much going on in the game as far as like the changes that are being made and i've had some people say to me they've expressed that you know i'm excited about world of warcraft again i want to come back but man i don't want to relearn my class mm -hmm. and we've gotten you know we've gotten emails about this over the lifetime of this show that every time a big change happens people get a little bit turned off by it mm -hmm. they, you know they they feel like they spent so much time learning how to mage properly mm -hmm. and suddenly they have to relearn that whole thing again and they don't that's not something that they have time to do or they're not the type of player who's really excited to do that. I, I generally enjoy that learning process. Um, but there's also a, a huge portion of the people that never, ever go outside of the game itself. I'll bet you that there's a lot of people who still don't even know that you can really add mods and do macros. They never <laughs> look any of this stuff up. They just play WoW, and they will never you know, go outside and find the best rotation. So it would be helpful to them to also have a button yeah. that exists in the game to, mm -hmm. you know, get them But, you know, even, even beyond that, if you're going to start a class and you're going to level them to, you know, level 60, you don't want to get to level 60 and realize, oh, I don't really like Yeah, I don't like style. this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, the more I think about it, the more I don't understand 
I don't think there would be any reason for not having this available to everyone. Uh, maybe it's because they're testing the feature and they want to, you know, try it out. Um, this could but, be a step toward uh, that is what you're saying. It's yeah, possible. maybe, sure. maybe. That's how they do things. They iterate until they get it. Um, uh, this, let's talk about this action cam and well, camera stuff in general. The action cam is weird. I uh, messed <laughs> with it a tried little. It? Yeah, I messed with it a little bit. It's um, it's kind of awesome and kind of weird at the same time. And it's not a thing that's on, certainly not on by default. And you can't, you've got to go. How did I even turn it console. on? Yeah, it's, it's on in the, the console. console. That's right. Basically, basically, it's a it's a feature for the camera in the game that is not available in the standard UI. You have to activate it with a command in in the console. It's like slash console act, act, uh, action cam full action cam on action cam off yep. uh, just google it you'll find stuff and what it does it it makes the the camera for the game very dynamic it centers your it it puts your character a little bit off center so you're always seeing what you're uh, targeting and it it moves the character relative to the camera a little bit differently than it does when you're just centered with the traditional camera with the idea that especially for uh melee characters it's a lot more dynamic hence action cam uh, name so it's it's very dynamic and it feels like i don't know some kind of it, it feels like gears of war almost you know mm. when you're that in that in that thing where you're especially if you're playing a warrior or, or a rogue you're like teleporting to the enemy rushing charging towards them and it, it, it you you put your camera a lot closer because you can see what's happening so you don't need to be really far um to to do it and it it feels like you're you're in the middle of it it it's very weird and on the other hand i think especially for um range uh, range classes it, it feels it's kind of puke inducing for some reason it doesn't you know <laughs> It, the camera doesn't, the, your character is not the center of the thing, so it doesn't move. If you select something else, the camera moves a little bit quicker. And obviously, it's a work in progress, but I would recommend anyone to go and just try it out, especially on a, on a melee character. It's weird, and it, it makes the whole game feel very different. It feels like a third-person action game, but, but it, I don't know. They, they, they're clearly aiming for something here, and I hope they can nail it, but yeah. it's, there's something disconnecting about it that's throwing me I, off. I, I can tell you this. I don't think I'm going to use it ever. Yeah, it doesn't I, seem... You know, you know what I could see using it for? Mm. If I ever decide to make a machinima. <laughs> I'll be like, hey, I got this new machinima tool. Cool. That's true. Also, you know, you could make the argument. It probably even exists for this reason, but you could make the argument that it's best suited to the uh, demon hunters at this point. Um, yeah, that's true. I mean, maybe somebody flips around and jumps and does all kinds of crazy stuff. But yeah, as a hunter, I just they're, they're moving so much. I think you <laughs> that would be puke machine. Yeah, good point. Imagine being imagine a over the shoulder camera with uh, Illidan and Heroes of the Storm, and how awful that would be. It'd be the worst <laughs> thing in your life. You'd never want to ever do that again. Uh, so then, and on top of this news, which is something that may or may not make it into the main game, we don't know, but it is there to, for you to fiddle with. Uh, this is a bit of uh, breaking news. The max camera distance is being reduced, or at least is showing up as being reduced in the latest build. Um, obviously, an easy for them thing for them to tweak up or down, uh, depending on when you know what they want to do before well, the they, game comes out. So people are flipping yeah. out, but I it's one of those things where I think it's all it's worth talking about. But the the yeah, outrage I mean, is misplaced because it's such a small thing before the game comes out. Like it's a small it, meaning they can fix it in five seconds. You know. 
Like, yeah, no but like the problem. Okay, so I think this is one of those things where they're they're doing it, they're saying why, and then they're gauging the response. Is what I hope is going on here because I personally would like them to not do this. Yeah. I I think that the the I you know for a lot of fights and for PvP and stuff, the max camera distance being able to go really far back, which was kind of a hidden feature, right? You actually had to to type in a macro essentially to improve your max distance. And I actually, as a player, I zoom in and out quite frequently um, based on kind of what's going on. So if, if I can, I go all the way out pretty much because it gives me a huge view of the map. I can see all the people coming from all the sides and all that kind of stuff. So like, let's say I'm running down uh, the middle of, of Warsong Gulch. You know, I want to know if there's a guy coming behind me and I, you know, max camera distance gives me that they're moving it in. Uh, to essentially what its max is if you don't know this macro. And their reasoning, at least what they said in the blue post, was that they strongly believe, well, like literally, they strongly believe they believe there needs to be parity in this area between players who are using the default UI and those who have add-ons or knowledge of hidden console variables. Um, one option was certainly to allow the in-game slider to go all the way, but that scale is beyond the one around the game, around which the game was designed at its core. So they're saying that the max distance was actually not necessarily supposed to be kind of in there. It's just there was a there was a way to increase it, but the game essentially was designed for the max distance you can get by just using the the default version, mm -hmm. uh, and that that that's fine. Uh, I can totally understand that, but I think once you've given us this increased max, like just maybe put a checkbox in there that says like increased max distance. And yeah, then it's a little like the genie's out of the bottle. It's not hidden anymore. Yeah. yeah, the genie's out of the bottle. You can't shove this genie back in. I feel like there are too many people that yeah. like it or rely upon it, and it's a mistake for them to do this. So there, I, There's I, been, yeah. yeah, there's also been other people, because, you know, to me, it's just a, it's a convenience thing, right? It's, yeah. And it's a, it's a tool I use to play slightly better. And, and, and it's, it is something you have to train yourself to do. I mean, I... I have it so that, uh, you know, because normally your mouse wheel is you zoom in and out, mm -hmm. but I use my mouse wheel for other stuff. So now I have to shift mouse wheel to zoom in and out. But I've gotten to the point where I don't even think about it. I just think, okay, I need to zoom in a little bit. And then I just, like, it just kind of happens, right? right? Because I've done it so much. Like, I've trained myself that this is a tool I use to play a little bit better. Mm -hmm. um, now, all of a sudden, that's gone. I don't know exactly how it's going to affect me 100% yet, but I do know that there's a lot of people who are, who are, like legitimately concerned that this is taking away the tools that they've gotten totally used to. And then there's people who have said things like for whatever reason, whether they have vision issues or not, that they need the max view just to help them play mm -hmm. and like period. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I don't, like maybe even you move it into the accessibilities tab and you say like, this is, you know, like turning on colorblind mode or something like that. Um, if you need this extra space, distance mm -hmm. because you get like sick from looking at things too close i don't know mm. I, I don't have any of that so i can't speak for those people right like, sure. i don't know how that feels mm. um but it does suck if like people can't play now because of this and if that's legitimate then that that does suck i'm guessing if you have played this game uh constantly at that maximum zoom that's all you do yeah. this is this is literally changing the video game in a very fundamental way for you for me, yeah. I move all over the place. It depends on the situation. I'm zoomed in for some, zoomed out for others. Some raids are, some raids aren't. Like, I'm probably not the problem here, or I'm not going to be one who would care all that much. But yeah. uh, PvP. But I like, think we're like the Malagos fight. Yeah. Remember the Malagos oh, yeah. fight? Yeah. 
you zoom way out on this platform yep. so you could kind of look at it in its entirety, right? And you could see where those little guys were coming with their on their little discs and mm-hmm. stuff, and you mm-hmm. could kind of see what the hell was going on all around the whole place. Um, that may have been think the about fight. like Memoron fight when you try to yeah. do it on fire uh, with fire starter or whatever firefighter. Yeah, there's fire all around the damn room, and you got to find some place that's kind of far away from you that doesn't have fire. Yeah. And so you can look from above and you can see, oh, there it is. And then I run over there like there's and people were saying the Archimon fight, too, which, uh, yeah, there's all sorts of stuff going on. And there's mechanics that happen tons, tons of uh, distance away from where people are standing. So it's uh, there's definitely like fights that feel like they're designed so that you should be able to have this max distance. Yeah. So it's weird to me that suddenly they'll maybe they change those designs so that they're not like that anymore. But um. Yeah, it's weird. I, I hope they read through the comments. They're definitely, I'll say this, anybody out there, if you don't like this, please don't preface your comments with, hey, buttholes, what the hell's wrong with you? Like that kind of stuff. Like you need to give them constructive criticism on this yeah. and give them reasoned arguments for why you want the max distance back. Because yeah. if you do I that, think, enough if you do that, this might actually, they might actually revert this change. Right. I think that's how I'm going to start all my communications for everything now. Hey, buttholes. Hey, buttholes. <laughs> hey, buttholes. <laughs> hey, buttholes is a great way to start a sentence. Also, uh, listen, this is not another soapbox moment for people who want legacy servers. I understand you want them, and you should probably get them. And we've argued that you probably should in some form. We don't know what that is, and we're very curious to see how that all turns out. But this isn't another reason to dig that argument up. Just hold that no. one over there to the side a little bit. Uh, I tried to watch, by the way, the, the PvP Q&A live. The Twitch chat was the worst thing on planet Earth. It was so bad. Yeah, the PvP community itself can can be a little toxic. Um, it is true. That was real bad. I wanted to get the hell out of there quicker than I could because of because of insults or just the most horrible, racist, awful. Like oh, I, I know what okay. I'm saying is not a surprise to anyone who frequents Twitch in any channel that's got you know twenty thousand or more people in it, but. Good lord, just turn that shit off by default. I, I think yeah. they ought to, there ought to be a choice in your account that says, the hey. The trolls got triggered when we told them we didn't like their trolling. Mm-hmm. And so now <laughs> so now it's like they, they've been energized or something. Yeah. I, I've been noticing it lately. It's true. Um, all right, so there's that. Max Camera. Sounds like a great name for a detective, I think. The, <laughs> the Adventures of Max Camera. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I just, I just want to add, just for you know, argument's sake, that I don't think it's that big a deal. I don't think it's a big deal if it stays. I don't think it's a big deal if it goes away. If so many people are so passionate, maybe they should leave it in. But uh, just if those yeah. fights that you're talking about, and we can move on. We don't have to restart well, the no, whole but conversation. That, but but your, your just, point is valid. I, what I'm saying is th- those fights that you're talking about, if you didn't have that super hot max camera, you would still you know, manage to do the fight is my point. Yeah, you'd so, find a way. Anyway. But I think, but I think the other the the other thing here is, if it's not a big deal, then why take it away? Yeah, right? I think yeah. that's true. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, like you don't care. It's not going to affect you. So their reasoning is, if you if you do that, then you sort of force everyone to play that way because it's quote unquote the best way to play. That's sure. I don't know that I agree, but that's their reasoning. Yeah, it's, yeah they're, they're, their they're reasoning some is some sort it. of parody thing. Yeah. But the problem yeah. is, I, I think at its core now wow doesn't really have that because some people are running gladius when they play pvp and some people are running find the healer and kill them when they're playing pvp and some people aren't so like it already doesn't exist mm-hmm. so unless we're going to like start stomping out all the add-ons and everything like i don't think you want 
I don't think they should do anything for this reason because okay. it's not in the game now. So right. some some people have an advantage already because they know what the hell add-ons are, period. Yeah. You know? Plus it's troll. Right. It's tasty, tasty troll food. Um, all right, let's talk about one final thing here in WoW. You can buy WoW-themed beer in China. So your long national I'm sure it's properly over. licensed and a completely <laughs> legitimate product. I actually think it might be. Um, so it probably doesn't make it go blind yeah. or anything. Yes. Anything weird. <laughs> yeah. So it is actually, yeah. it's based more on the movie stuff. Um, as we know, ah. Warcraft was an enormous hit over there. And uh, still still making money, uh, doing fine in many overseas markets. And, is it no uh, longer in theaters here, by the way? Is it gone? Uh, my, is it theater, my theater has it, I think, Okay, when we saw it. And I, I think, think it's still around. But, but I mean, let me I look think, up Fandango real quick here. Yeah, look that up. I think it might be, it might be uh, I don't want to say too much, but it's made so much money in China that it makes up for everything else. And I think we're gonna, I'm hoping that means we're going to get a sequel. I think we're getting a sequel. We may have to and read it in English subtitles. We'll get a sequel in Chinese overdubbed <laughs> in English. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, here it is. It's it's actual Tsingo. This site came up really slow. No, it's Xingtao. Xingtao. Is that how you say it? Xingtao? Xingtao. Um, I think that's the pronunciation. It's a, it's a well-known chi- uh, yeah. Chinese beer. So this is legit. This is like a real beer, and so you can get it. I wouldn't mind getting a can that I could like keep forever. I don't even like, you know, I'm not a beer drinker, but I'd love to just have a can because uh, it's got wow theme. It's got a, it's basically just Duratan staring at you. So there's that Duratan beer, everybody. Catch it. By the way, uh, we we could say that the Warcraft movie was a flop in the U.S. now. Oh, right? yeah, I mean, easily. It, it, was, it totally flopped so. in the yeah. U.S. Yeah, yeah. it's a big tanker. It made like less than 50 million in the U.S. Yeah, I think um, less than 15, 50, 50. Oh, okay, it made like okay, 25 right. in its opening weekend or whatever, right? And then yeah. it dropped off like significantly after in that. In 2016, uh, box office revenue, that is a fl- is the biggest flop of the year. It's bad. I, I did my best, man. I saw that thing three times in the theater. <laughs> yeah, I did my best. I took a whole, I, we had a whole crew of 335 people and we all had a blast. I think we, you know, it's, fans can only yeah, do what they can do. Well, apparently, yeah, you're not the ones. You tried; it's good, but uh, it's the rest of the world. Over 400 million now, 430 yeah. million. Um, I think that's that's. There's no way that doesn't warrant more, even oh, if you absolutely. have to reduce yeah. the, the the budget. I don't even think they'll reduce the budget. I think they'll just. I mean, but how much do they have to cater to the other? Like, okay, here's here's a question for you. If 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 Man on the Moon slash Duncan Jones is right about what he wants to do next, which is the Arthas story, he said that out loud. Uh, that means the introduction of all sorts of things like night elves, Torin, uh, undead, and suddenly you've got undead, and now you've got a country in the form of China who has like all kinds of rules about showing bony dead people. Like in the game, yeah, you can't I, have I the think undead. they're going to have to do two two versions. They're going to have to do the no, non-bony undead and the bony undeads. Yeah, but they're or gonna, maybe we're just going to get zombies and no bones showing. Well, that's my point. Is they'll probably yeah. just err on the side of who who bought the most tickets last time. <laughs> and yeah, the so total box I was four hundred and thirteen million. Wow, isn't that it's crazy? crazy? It's so and, uh, crazy to me. Yeah, production budget was was one hundred and sixty million. Sixty. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm watching box books. <laughs> Box office mojo, um, 160 million production budget. That uh, there's no way, no way they spent more than 160 million on marketing. I I no. really don't think Hell so. No. 
So that there was a lot of commercials though for it, more than I sure. Expected. Yeah, but they're they're up at least a hundred million, or you know, just about fifty to a hundred million. That's that's good money. That's profit. Yeah. That's profit, it, son. To me, it feels like it, just do the same process again with the same people in charge, and you'll you'll make another four hundred million because mm-hmm. um, yeah. China will be all over that. That if they do the Arthur story, though, are do you, is the plan because has he is he like told what the full plan is, or is it because it feels weird to me to throw Arthas rising and then Arthas becoming the Lich King. And then Arthur's getting killed like all in one movie. No, like, I agree. It sounds like a trilogy. Yeah. It sounds like it a seems trilogy like the, for the part two and three to me. Yeah, you're not you especially got you have to, you got a lot well, of other people exactly. you got to get in there, man. Yeah, and they need to matter. Yeah. Plus, you still like Lothar is going to be in there. Uther's going to be in there. Like the, the these people are going to need to kind of have their moments and then fall off. And then the third movie, like those are all they're all gone. Like I don't know. It's just yeah. it's it's. I mean, it seems incredibly ambitious. If you want to do that, it has to be at least two movies. If you think about Warcraft three, all of that is needs to happen for the. I mean, they can change it, but you have all of it that needs to yeah. to be part of the of the whole story. And you even you didn't even talk about the the whole night elves thing mm-hmm. because you have Illidan and Malfurion and Tyrande and like all of sure. those are are part of that story and Thrall. Thrall, there's no way you can't do Thrall. Well, obviously, so, Thrall is part of this deal. But so, so, for that, you have to have the, the orc internment camps, and then he he escapes and he forms. You know, it's yeah. Sylvanas yeah, is uh, Sylvanas alone is a movie. Like you could tell the Sylvanas see, story. See, a lot in of this movie. stuff's gonna get skipped, man. Like you know, in the movie, how Dalaran's already in the sky. Yeah. People were pissed. Like, yo, Dalaran wasn't in the sky <laughs> at this time, man. And I'm like, you know why? Because they're not gonna explain that. <laughs> And so just make it in the damn sky rather than having to go through that whole story. Plus, too. it's so like, much cooler. You can't tell all the stories. Right. You just can't. It's so you much have cooler, to pick and too. choose which ones you're going to do. Exactly. And then everything around it has to just kind of, okay, that's fine. We yeah. just lock that in. It's fine. How boring is your movie if you're like, hey, there's this one cool magic city. Where is it? Well, it's just in the dirt like everybody else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Put it it's in the sky. Hillsbred, foothills. You know, Hillsbred Foothills, where all the stuff happens. Yeah, it's so exciting <laughs> like, there. <laughs> Some zombie bears, I think we can go kill. It'll be great. Um, yeah. Anyway, so go get your beer. Uh, quick heroes update: at the end of the Medivh trailer, there is a Gul'dan teaser, and everyone assumed that meant Gul'dan was next. I still am kind of convinced he is. We don't know anything about him other than he's coming. But as of today, a couple of hours ago, uh, I never say her name right. Is it Oriel? Ariel? Oriel? Oriel. Oriel. She's a yeah. uh, Oriel. Like, She's a like Oreo. Second like basement. a delicious uh, sweet treat. Well, like I always but... think of it like oral, like you know, not not O R, but oral, like oh, are, like related hearing? to the sense of hearing. Yeah, like sound not talking, yeah. hearing, yeah. oral. Yeah, yeah. Aureal. Maybe, maybe that's an Ariel. There you go. She yeah. uh, looks like she may now be the next hero, or at the very least, she's coming. Uh, probably support may feature some sort of resurrection oh. spell. Lots of speculation going on right now about. Oh, her. there's Gul'dan. They said he's heading to the PTR. So yeah. I think he's the next one. They're just yeah. teasing the one Ariel after that. After. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they've yeah. been. We haven't had a support since Morales. I want to point out. So this, uh, she is likely support. Yeah. And right now, in in competitive heroes, you're always banning like supports. Like you ban like the the worst assassin first, then you ban like some support or something mm-hmm. to limit their pool because there's not that many. Yeah. You, so you ban Lee Ming, you ban Lee Ming, you ban Morales, you ban Rhaegar, and you ban Kael'thas is typically your ban rotation. And you're you starting know, to see I characters think- like Lily dominate healing in in uh in draft play because she's 
you know, like what else the hell are you going to do? You're not going to bring Karazim out, even though I love him, but you know, he's not in the meta right if now. You're good. You do, but yeah. 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 I would so I would love for Gul'dan actually to be a support hero like he steals some of your life of the enemy's life and and gives it to to others or yeah. maybe he steals life from the creep and he's like like you know his life espresso that he has in the movie he's like <laughs> I will have a little bit more of this like from from uh uh mercs and stuff like that and then Oriel comes up and she's like, she's giving hope to everyone because she's the, what, avatar of hope or archetype of hope. I can't Archangel remember what they are. Yeah, Archangel yeah. of hope. And you know those games where you are completely horrified by, by what everyone is doing. You want to just give up. You don't want to play anymore. Ariel shows up and through some internet magic, your screen flickers <laughs> and then you're, you're hopeful again. I think that would be awesome. That would be all right. I uh so Terpster <laughs> on an episode of Hypothetical Help made the joke that uh um <laughs> that the way Gul'dan sucks the life out of like that in the movie with the dude sitting next to him where he's just taking a drag yeah. off this guy he goes that's yeah, basically he's, gonna, he's he, having a cocktail he yeah. called him yeah. he called him Gul'dan's vape pen which made me laugh pretty hard <laughs> that, that was pretty good see I think though like Gul'dan here, here's what I think I think Gul'dan does siphon soul because that's essentially what he's doing right, right. He's casting siphon yeah. soul on people. But I think then he in, he uh, he gives fell buffs to people on his party. Mm. So they gain they gain DPS but lose resistance or something like that. Some, or maybe some they sort, gain yeah both, something they, that comes yeah. at a price, but it makes it. But you're very powerful for like a short amount of time. You're powerful uh, for ten seconds and then you explode. Will they damage, will sure. they <laughs> will they categorize him as support in your in your mind? As if you had to predict this today? I don't think so. I, I, no, I, I don't think so. Going like specialist or something like that. Mm. Uh, either that or just they make him a straight up assassin. Um, so many specialists. I, I, do, I like the idea of him being someone who siphons and buffs and then does. But he has so many powers, right? Like yeah. he's got. It, Watch the movie, and you're like, yeah, he just does whatever he wants. Man. Yeah, I think we're not going to spoil it in case. I mean, who listens to this and hasn't seen the movie? No idea. It's been two but, weeks. We're fine. Everything more than two yeah. weeks. It's fine. But I mean, that that thing he does at, at when he gets angry, I think that should. Someone mentioned it on on uh, either. I can't remember if it was core, but um, yeah, that should be his one of his ultimates, right? Yeah. You're like, you mean sure. the Makara moment? The, yeah, I yeah, yeah. One of his yeah, that's the one. He, when he he goes in Makarab uh, mode, you know, and he yeah, of course, exactly. Like, yes, robes come off, and you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. so badass. <laughs> <laughs> that could be interpreted in many different ways. When his robes come <laughs> off, and you're like, robes what? come off. What? When yeah, the robes come uh, off and his bones come out. <laughs> no, he's yeah. uh, that was the coolest scene of the movie, I thought. But anyway, well, but if you notice early on, they yeah. they're coming out of his arms and stuff too. Like it's not yeah. just his back. Like so. You kind of like because you know you could think of it as that's part of his attire maybe yeah. if you don't yeah. pay enough attention. I think that's the trick, but you could yeah. see it coming out of his elbow, like everywhere he's got all these kind of splintery bones coming out, and that's just because because the fell man, you know, it distorts you. I walked away. I, I used to think of him as kind of a feeble old orc man, and I walked away from that movie. He's going, like he he can yoda you anytime he wants. Bad you know? ass. Start flipping around. Yeah, totally yoda yoda <laughs> us. That's a really good comparison. <laughs> Um, well, anyway, so saving his power. We know, don't know anything about either character, but the the thinking is Ariel probably healer of some sort. Um, some have suggested like yeah. a resurrection spell as one of her ultimates, and I have this to say about that. If that's true, then it will need to be a very tight radius that maybe can be expanded a little with another talent. 
but it can't be a battlefield wide sort of thing. It needs to be like mercy well, kind no. of, kind of mercy ish. No, no, ra- raising one person should be what it is, and it should be an ultimate yeah. because that's what so if, powerful, man. What if it raises you, but at the um, at the the core, you you're not where you were you just don't have the downtime oh that's interesting well and then still incredibly powerful though because if you think about it like when everyone dies and you have like 50 seconds or whatever right right? and then you just come back to life like diablo does this as as like a trait but you know he's also weaker in other ways right so that it's it's just it's so damn powerful but for one character yeah yeah for one character to do it now here's the other somebody in our game last night we were playing some hero league team league and somebody suggested can't remember who it was, Ryan or somebody. Somebody said, "If you, or what? What about bringing everybody back in a small radius? Uh, you know the way like that mercy. the way that Mercy would do it, but do it small radius as a limitation. But then also everybody comes back only half life and half mana, or even no mana. So oh, but then you come back and you die. just die again. You die, <laughs> but you'd have this last second." chance where four of you for example could all pop up and make a final effort or something you know what this is like the super specific deck that you do in hearthstone and you think (laughs) you know what when all of these are going to happen right the the right way and the right time is going to be awesome and it does once in a hundred games yeah that's it's like I the maw that swallows five people, or the you yeah. know the blind. But I don't. But I don't want her to be. I don't want her to be a character you have to combo with other characters to make her work. Because like what I want her to be is just like we need more standalone, standalone support characters yeah. that are just support on their own. Don't need to be paired with anybody. Because yeah. right now we've got, you know, we've actually got a couple that can't even solo heal. You know, right? And that sucks, man. Because there's a small pool already. So what we don't need is we don't need another one that's like. Well, yeah, but if you have Tyrael, then you res, then you sanctify, <laughs> then they don't die. And you're like, well, okay, so now I have to have Tyrael to make this work? No, uh, no. Yeah. Like I, I, I do think, though, a res might be part of her kit because it hasn't been seen yet. Um, I had this whole idea about they come out with an Alex Straza hero and a Deathwing hero at yeah. the same time. Yeah. Uh, and Alex Straza is, you know, the life binder, so Alex Straza has a res. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, then we we talked about my whole idea for it, and then it made more sense as a battleground. Mm. So where it's yeah. like Alex starts on one side and Deathwing's on the yeah, other. Yeah, that's but. a super cool idea. They have I, th- I want to see teams of five archangels or five dragon aspects or you know that kind of thing. Yeah, I have been wanting. I'm just, I've been wanting to see that right now as well. It's tough to even do like horde versus alliance or anything like you can't do any <laughs> cool fun stuff like that. There's not enough heroes. Man. Yeah, I mean you kind of can, but that. They're bad comps, you know. But so. it's not going to be yeah. the, yeah, the, the, what the current meta dictates. Sure. Uh, so one other thing that uh, some have rumored, and again, there's no basis for this at all, but the idea that they, when they were showing that portal throbbing before uh, Ariel sort of pops out like she did today, that perhaps what we're seeing in the background there is Westmarch and that we could end up with another uh, Diablo-themed map based on Westmarch or something. And the thinking is that we haven't had a map since uh, shrines and for, or no, I'm sorry, the other one, um, uh, the ones with the uh, crypt keeper versus the crow dude. Yeah, uh, the 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 towers of doom. Towers of doom has been was the last thing, and that was like months and months and months and months ago. So yeah. we're due for another battleground, perhaps, um, or the resurgence of uh, haunted mines or something. But well, they also said that they don't like uh, garden tear. Mm-hmm. 
and so they're going to fix it. Oh, that's so, good because I also um, say that I don't like garden terror. Yeah, it sucks. It totally sucks. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> we, you know, even if it's not a bunch of new maps, if they just put one and then they fix some of the other ones and we got Haunted Mines back, that would feel like a, a huge infusion of maps. So, yeah. I don't know. I, I want them to finish the uh, the arena thing. Mm. That's that's what I want. Yeah, to which, I want a way to play the game, which is a little bit less stressful. Sure. Just go in and and do and mess with stuff. Yeah. Ted Trixler on the show on on Stormcast, and he said that's not gone. It's just been they just yeah. like had changed their idea of what they were exactly going to do, and so they had to push it back quite a bit. It and feels it feels very it. it feels very MIA, but maybe we'll see something. I mean, at this stage, they probably yeah, won't no, show us till BlizzCon or something. Browder. Yeah, Browler confirmed it's not gone. They just don't have an ETA anymore, probably because it was changed uh, significantly, as you said. Yeah. Um, so that's what's going on in Heroes. Heroes is great. I've been playing a ton lately and enjoying it as always. Where'd you end up after your placement matches? I'm still two away on uh, Team, and I'm still one or two away on Hero League. I'm just taking my sweet time, just chilling, okay. mostly playing a lot of... It depends on who's on. You know, like if we get five yeah. solids, we'll, we'll do Team League because we're all very interested in seeing how that works plus you get a participation the team league is going to get a buff to like xp earned and gold earned and all that kind of stuff which will be sweet yeah, yeah it's already going on like as as of yesterday we were getting 50 gold per win and 100 percent more xp for uh for matches and stuff so yeah it's it's a strong play to get more people in there and they obviously i mean think about it it's the it's the mode of the game that requires you to have five coordinated people who all agree to be on at the same time and play in a very competitive environment. And so it's obviously the one mode they need to beef up the most participation. in, I'm sure. So, yeah, I don't think that many people are doing it either. I've, everything I've heard is that the queues used to be like incredibly long. And then you get into a match against a pro team or something. And you're like, really? Mm-hmm. There's nobody else we can match up with. Yeah. You know, we ended up in the same team the twice. Problem. We had like a 300 second match or a wait time, got in with a team, beat them. Great games, really fun. And then the next one, another 300 and something exact same team. Yeah, for the next that makes one, sense. and and that's fine. It just it's feeling, it, it, you know, and it should be like this weird elite club. It should be like this thing where you really got to coordinate and you got to have a team, and you know, it's not as easy. But just I'd solo like tiers queuing. within that too. You know, mm-hmm. I'd like I to be able mind. to just find like four of my friends who don't really play, and there's other people doing it too. That'd yeah, be, that'd be cool. That'd be all right too. I agree. I, there needs to, there needs to be some middle ground. That's the same way I feel about queuing solo or duo and. Only having that option in Hero League or going a full five stack in Hero League, which means you may as well yeah. just play Team League. So yeah. it's it's weird. Um, that stuff so I ended up uh, silver. Mm, that's not bad. And, that's great. Uh, and I and I promptly lost every game since then, and I'm now <laughs> in bronze. And it's so frustrating because every single game, you know, it, there's there's this way you have to play where you just say. All right, fine. We're doing the dumb guys idea. Yeah. Because <laughs> everyone's going to the dumb guys spot. Yeah. He's pinging the boss at level seven. Right. Um, and the entire other team is up. But hey, everybody else on my team is off to the boss now. Yeah. Uh, and if you decide that you're going to rage and tell them, no, this is a terrible idea. You, all you're doing is just making it so now there's only four of you at the boss. And then they just definitely kill you guys. And like, yeah, it's just it's so stupid because. You obviously know this is a terrible idea, yep, but yep. you have to just turn that part of your brain off that says these are stupid ideas and just say, I just got to do the best thing I can do 
for us to win inside of these stupid ideas exactly only thing i can do is be there with my team even if it's a really bad idea think of it as challenge it's like challenge modes (laughs) you have to like to see them as like harder levels (laughs) that's the mark of an actual good player or someone that knows what you need to do when you're willing to just do the dumb thing because everyone is has decided to it's do it because you know it, it's yeah. the best outcome that you're going to yeah. get. You're not going to get anything out of, you know, going your way and, you know, going yeah. bottom lane all of a sudden and and fighting two other heroes by yourself. That's no, not no. going to do anything. Well, it's so, like the, the thing is is so many people go in and they're like, "I saw MVP Black do this. We all okay, we want a team <laughs> fight. Now we go if we do this." And you're like, "Yo, that we are in bronze, homie." Like <laughs> Bring it back. Bring it down a notch. <laughs> All we can really do here, we want a team fight. Let's push down like these two towers here, yeah. and then we'll we'll. That's enough, you know. Yeah. Like you have to kind of meter what you think you can actually accomplish as a team based on how good your teammates are, and that's I, the I, hardest thing for me. Is I feel like where I should be is probably somewhere around gold, mm. but I'm gonna have to get through this little portion here mm-hmm. to get there and then hopefully the games will like be a little bit more wherever i feel like i'm on equal footing with yeah, everybody else yeah. but right now it feels like it's like it's a madhouse i have no idea what anyone's plan is and i'm just kind of like all right well i'm etc so all i'm going to try to do is make sure that i land a mosh while everyone's here yeah and we hopefully win that team fight yep. and you know it's like that's that's how you kind of have to it's play the best you can do I just, yeah. I like, just, sometimes I, I, I just I mute and go. I won't even, so, I won't right. even, I won't even start a game sometimes without just muting them ahead of time. Just saying, I'm not going to listen to these toxic wieners. I'm just going to go and see how things go. They can ping and I'll know what they mean. That's plenty. Yeah. No one's ever using just it to give me with some civics. You know what I mean? And that's fine. Yeah. Get, get them to come with you. But like, it's, you know, I, I play with some people. I was playing with an ETC the other day and we were like all off somewhere else. Um, I, I'm, I don't exactly know how it ended up in the situation. We're all off somewhere else. And then all of a sudden we hear him yell like four of them in bot lane. And we're like, okay. And we start heading that way. And then he moshes all four of them before <laughs> any of us got there. <laughs> and he's like, where the hell were you guys? And then he starts going crazy. It's like, dude, like you didn't mosh doesn't do damage. It just does. <laughs> like you can't just mosh the entire team and think you did something amazing here. Yeah. Like you needed to wait for us and then do it. Yeah. So there's just a lot of that going on right now, uh, where I am, which uh, I think on ITN they've been calling it MMR hell. Yeah, it's and, a little bad in there. I, I'm if I'm guessing when I do my last two matches, I will end up in bronze is where I'll be. And I'm and I'm totally I've just taken on a new attitude about that process. I'm I'm totally cool with that. I'll work my way up. I'm going to chip away at it. I'm not going to give two shits about some dork and who's playing me and who's being a total dweeb and a jerk. And I'm just going to get past that match and move on to the next one and play with my friends yeah. when I can. And man, that game's great when you when you can let go of the, those <laughs> kinds of things. Sure. You know? I think the strongest thing you can do go. too is play strong heroes. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, play strong heroes. Yeah. No, and build out your ro- roster and stuff. It's good. The game's great. Patrick, I wish it would play in other regions so it was like Overwatch so we could play more. Uh, I wish so too. Although we haven't been playing together in Overwatch. I don't know when you're playing. Um, but, you know, it's really funny because I'm hearing all of this and and it it some of it echoes what I've been feeling in Overwatch. I don't know if you want to jump into that. Let's already, talk about but, it. Yeah, but, let's talk about competitive mode in Overwatch because it's, it's, it's definitely a related uh, issue, I think. <laughs> 
Yeah, and and this is the first time that I'm playing serious competitive for any uh, game like this, any team game. Right. I haven't played uh, competitive seriously in uh, in in Heroes. I played a little bit. I think I was ranked. 38 is the highest I got. And I mean, clearly I wasn't very good at that game. Um, Overwatch, I take it a lot more seriously. So when competitive mode came out, oh yeah, news. the news is that comp- competitive mode is available. Yeah. Um, and it's it's pretty good. There, there are some issues with it. Um, some issues with sudden deaths that aren't really fair or not perceived as fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, some... Uh, uh, elements. I, anyway, they're tweaking it for season two. I think it's in a, a pretty good place right now. Uh, if you haven't tried it out, go and try it. If you want to hear more about it, you can go listen to Overwatchers because this show is already going a little bit long. I don't think uh, Scott wants me to go into all the details of the uh, competitive mode. Sure, sure. Um, but the more interesting thing is how it feels. And again, for me, it's the first time I di- I'm diving like head first into it. I did all of my placement games in one sitting and um, I lost like seven. So I felt <laughs> really bad about it. Um, one of them I lost because someone disconnected and we were winning. And then all of a sudden we weren't anymore because one person wasn't there. Yeah. Another one that was like, you know, all of the stupid stuff you're talking about guys it happens in Overwatch as well. Obviously, there was at some point, you know, we were defending on one of the maps and it was going super well. We were, we were resisting uh, really efficiently. And at some point, they start pushing really hard and we can't stop them anymore for some reason. And, you know, we're trying to understand, trying to figure out. And and maybe a minute later, someone says, oh, we don't have a tank anymore. Yeah. And you're like... What? Why? <laughs> like, at least if you're the tank and you're going to switch off, at least tell us in the chat, you know? Yeah. Um, but, you know, I've I've had lots of games where people were communicating really efficiently yeah. and lots of games where people didn't talk at all. And I found that it doesn't really mean anything for whether or not you're going to win, surprisingly. You know, you always think if you're communicating, um, it's going to make for a better team. I think it helped in some games, but we've also won uh, other games where we didn't talk at all. So I'm not 100% sure it's as uh, important as I initially thought. Um, Anyway, ended up being uh, rank 49. Uh, For those who don't know, there's uh, rank one is the worst one, rank uh, 100 is the best one. And everyone seems to be compressed between Thirty-five and sixty-five at the moment. Look at yeah. you right and in the uh, middle the there, dude. I was seventy-five yesterday. Yeah. One of the top guys. Yeah. Look at Eagle. Look yeah. at you at forty-nine, exactly. though. You're Mister. So, see, you're. This is one of, one of the things I actually like about competitive modes and games like this. Whether or not I dive all in on them is a different question, or if I'm in the mood for them. But those feelings are sometimes bad. You're losing seven of your ten placements. Feels bad. Like toxic behavior from other players feels bad. All of that stuff is true. But there's something about when the stakes are higher like this. It really does. You really do see the 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 amazing people rise to the top. Like it's the per, it's the real place for it to get gritty and dirty and kind of rude. And out of that comes amazing players. And it's almost the only way you get to see that outside of you know you don't really see it in casual play. You see great players who work people, yeah. but it's just yeah, a chance I for will- that. You know, it's so cool to watch. I think. 
Yeah, uh, um, the chat room Pale, Pale Tusk is saying that Seagull is now ranked four, 84, so it's oh, rising. Wow. I mean, people yeah. are spreading in both directions. I saw a heart-wrenching post on, on Reddit from someone <laughs> saying, I am the worst player you will ever encounter in Overwatch. So they, they were placed like 38 or something and kept losing every single game, oh. and they were like ranked 20-something. It, it's, it was terrible. Anyway... Um, but I think the thing is, in, in competitive, it is very intense. But for me, at least, I think everyone's experience is different. I think I feel worse when I lose mm. than I feel good when I win. Mm. And I don't know why. I have to, you know, work on myself a little bit. That's a, this is self-improvement. Um, it definitely feels good when you win. And the level on competitive game... You always have jerks who are like, oh, this is everyone's doing whatever and this is ridiculous and blah, blah, blah. But I really think that the level on competitive is a lot higher than on casual. And you're supposed to be roughly at the same MMR. And it's just people are taking it really seriously. And I've had excellent games with people who were cooperating, having, you know, really great uh, spirit. I think it's a lot less toxic. There are toxic jerks. But I think it's a lot less toxic than what I've seen of uh, Heroes, for example. I don't know why. Maybe it's because, as, we, as we've discussed a lot of times, um, the game is tighter. So there's not a lot of choices. You're either attacking a point or defending. So, of course, you can flank or choose your character. But it's not like you have a choice between laning, going to take a merc camp, sure. go, doing the boss, and going in a team fight. Mm -hmm. um, so I think, overall, even though there are jerks, it's it's manageable for sure in heroes and I uh, sorry sorry in Overwatch, and I've had a lot of pretty good teams. People I worked together. Sometimes we even lost, and we were like, "All right, you know what? They just had this tracer was a god, and we, there was nothing we could do to stop it. They just outplayed us, mm -hmm. and we parted on on okay term. Of course, it, it doesn't feel great to lose, but." Uh, it was it was acceptable. Yeah, I and, like when uh, that happens. So it happens in he overall, Heroes. It happens in Overwatch. I like that feeling of when people are just being freaking adults about it. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's really being like, like stomped and having a good game though too. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah, that's true. It does. Well, yeah, it, it does happen sometimes. And when you are the one stomping, you're like, yeah, we did it. But um, <laughs> there's there's also another thing which I think is a really interesting aspect of the the ranking in Overwatch. Um, and so, as I said, I lost seven in my placement matches, won only three, but ended up being 49. So, uh, and what Jeff Kaplan was saying is that there are a lot of factors that are taken into account. Um, you know, how you did in the game, how you, your, your, uh, I'm sorry, I mean, how the teams were compared to one another. Maybe one was a lot stronger than the other, so you won't lose as much MMR if you lose all of that. But he also includes individual performance. Mm. And I don't know how it works out, how they calculate it. Yeah. I know that without, you know, saying any, trying to, to self-aggrandize, um, I, maybe every other games, every other game I have maybe four medals and, and two of them are gold. So yeah. I know that I'm doing a good job in the team. And even though I've lost more in the placements, I've apparently been deemed uh, average. So I think there's something there. And that kind of made me, when I realized uh, what, when I read what Jeff was saying, it made me a lot more okay with the idea of uh, losing because my team is being idiots. And if at least I'm going to focus on doing the best I can myself, mm -hmm. and hopefully the game 
notices and makes me lose less if we lose and win more if we win. Yeah. So I'm wondering if there wouldn't be something there for heroes as well. It's not that when you lose, you lose 100 points and that's it, but maybe if it could adapt it a little bit to how much it evaluates your performance and if it, it has to do that well. It can't be, you know, the most damage gets the, the best performance. If, if it wasn't your role, if you should have been... It's a complicated algorithm. Well, course, I mean, Kaplan is already... Work, Kaplan's right? already... I feel like they've already said more about how they are uh, getting individual MMR to work than the Heroes team has said ever. Like, the Heroes team has made that a big mystery ball buried in the earth. Like, they don't explain how it works. They don't tell us where all the numbers are coming from. All we know is how rank points work and when we lose where that puts us on our actual displayable rank. But my personal MMR and how it's changed from when I was a terrible noob to a pretty average good player now is is completely hidden from me and us. And I'm not saying that they have okay, to show but us, but it'd be nice if they did. No, you know? I agree. But let's say your rank actually changes individually for you, and it's not the same for everyone in your team. Mm-hmm. Forget the MMR. Uh, right. Because actually in, in Overwatch, it's also a rank, which is closely tied to the MMR, but I don't think it's the exact same thing. Right. But let's say in Heroes, you might lose 100 points, you might win 100 points, you might lose, you know, if you lose and you played well, you lose 50. Oh, I see what would, you're saying. Would that make it, you know, and, and the other people in your team lose 100, but you played better, so they're being nicer with you. I think that would make it... That would make me infinitely less salty, I think. Uh, probably, but it would also make those... It, you're always going to have people who see that and go, bah, he didn't do that. He shouldn't have gotten an extra 20 points. Yeah. I was this or that. So you're always going to have that. But, but I would love to be able to curb my... See, they're not going to see it. No, I and, no, I agree. But I would love to be able to... I, I'm, I actually agree with you. I would like to curb my play or curve my play to be more adherent to knowing that, well, if I took down that... Uh, fort while well, all the rest of my team was dead but I got this one job done while ever, all their guys were down there and hadn't come to kill me yet but I got that fort like dang, I want that to count for something so yeah right. that's not a bad idea I don't know if we'll ever see it but I like this idea of saying these these other moments in the match where you shielded three people in a row as Tassadar and pretty much saved their lives but you never really get a you never really get congratulated for that you never get anything yeah, for it the problem is that if you start doing stuff like that they have to be real metrics that make a difference because you could just be doing stuff that actually really doesn't matter for the team but tricks the system into thinking you're doing stuff for the team it's very it's very hard you know yeah to judge these things properly yeah like like you could say oh well, i had zero deaths well you were playing as our tank and you were never in the front yeah you're never doing like, your no, job it, as a tank yeah, yeah there's a lot there's a lot of to... problems like <laughs> yeah. inherent in that system too yeah. so it's but tough. that's why that's why i'm saying it needs to be a very complicated alg- algorithm yes. maybe it even needs to be specific to each character you know not even yeah. to each role no absolutely um, but, I, but i do agree there needs to be something there because it really sucks to lose in heroes and lose 200 points and your team was just a bunch of just <laughs> lunatics and yeah. you were and playing as good as you could. That's you the know? thing. That's the thing. You, the reason you feel so bad is that you feel, and it, you know, worse in a team game than you do in Hearthstone yeah. is that you feel the control is taken out of your hands. Yeah, so there's nothing I can if, do. Yeah. Exactly. So if, there's a way, and again, we've said it three times, but we don't know that it would be possible. But if there's a way that your personal performance influences how much you're going to win or lose, I think it's going to be a huge motivation. And of course, it has to be done right to motivate the people to do the, the good thing, the right thing. But it's a huge motivation for everyone to at least try and play as well as possible. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. you know, I think that could fix team 
saltiness for for competitive games. At least for me, knowing that it counts in Overwatch, it makes it, it a lot easier, and uh, you know, a lot less. It's a lot easier to say, "All right, the team wasn't great, but I did a pretty good job." Sometimes I suck, and I'm like. <laughs> you know what? Mm -hmm. We lost this one. Kind of, uh, I was responsible for this a little bit. Yeah. But sometimes I do a good job, and it it if the MMR takes it into account, I'm not at all as salty when I lose. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. I would be. I think that would it's be a, nice across the board. It's not an easy problem to fix, though, man. I, I sure. I especially for especially the in heroes with yeah. these type of systems. Especially in heroes, there's just so much shit to do. Like, you may have saved everybody uh, early in the match by taking a wall down casually that you weren't even thinking about shooting. You were just auto-attacking because you were standing there waiting for somebody. And later in the game, like 20 minutes later, the fact that that wall was missing meant mm -hmm. the perfect choke or something. And it yeah. won the game and the fight that you finally had. And you don't even but, know I that mean, that had anything not, to do with it. Like, I, I, okay, I guess what I'm saying is it's complicated. Well, of course, it's no, not going to work not. every time. It's not going to work for everything. But if it works for some things, it's better than it it's not being taken into account yeah. at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I totally, Let me give I totally you a quick agree. example, though. That sometimes you don't even realize that you did something wrong. Hmm. So yesterday I'm watching Into the Nexus, and they're yeah. playing there. And I'm going to pick on Garrett right now, but it's fine. We're, we're friends. He can handle <laughs> it. Yeah. Uh, so I'm watching them play their, their after-show games. And Garrett's playing Johanna, and the other team has the Stitches. And they kill a couple people, and then they're running forward. And Garrett runs directly at the stitches, who then <laughs> proceeds to eat Garrett and walk across <laughs> the other side of their towers. Yeah. And Garrett's like, everybody kill the wall, kill the wall, kill the wall. Yeah. And his teammates are like, some of them are killing the wall, and then some of them are killing the towers. Yeah. And he's like, oh, and then he types like, wall? Why didn't you kill the wall? And it's like, well, also, you didn't have to run headfirst into a stitches that had his ultimate up. So there's there's shades of gray here on whose fault this really was, you know. But like in his mind, his team let him down by not killing the wall mm -hmm. in that moment. But he didn't realize like, oh, I actually didn't have to, you know, get eaten by stitches. Mm. There. Yeah. So like a lot but of times like, in your decides, mind, you yeah. think you're doing something that like I didn't mess up here. Uh, I got let down by my teammates. But there's ways around it and Kyle's amazing when it comes to this because yeah. if you watch any of his replays where he looks at people's gameplay he's always talking about little things like this he's like yes you you were trying to do something correct here but in fact you made a mistake that you didn't even realize you were making mm -hmm. and that stuff does happen a lot and it's so, so it's like that's it, why it's so yeah. hard to figure out because in that situation it's so granular and it's so yeah. like, like uh, Gary didn't think he did anything wrong he was being aggressive he was like his yeah. team was up two players mm -hmm. okay let's do this but Oh, Stitches has his ability up. He can eat me. It's, it's like, not just raw. It's not just there. raw data that you can look at. It's subjective yeah. as hell. <laughs> exactly. And you know what I'm hearing? Shades of gray. What? What? I'm I'm hearing a bunch of quitters. <laughs> are you guys quitters <laughs> or are you Americans? I think if anyone can do it, it's you. It's, it's America. Americans. So believe right. in your country. What's this pillow you have behind your head? We're gonna Bills? make America Look, great I again. I the stitches. Like I never mess up. Yeah. I play perfect all the time. Make the nexus great again. <laughs> that's what we're saying. All right, uh, we're gonna do emails and phone calls next week. Uh, we went a little long today, but that's totally fine. We'll save these couple rad calls. Let's talk about. Uh, yeah, tons to talk about. So I was lying at the top of the show when I said things were slow. There's plenty to talk about. Uh, thank so you all good. for listening. Let's quickly go around the table and tell people where they can find more of what everyone's got going on this week. Uh, Dills, where should people be checking you out right now? 
Uh, it should be going to Twitter at Willie Dills. The twitch.tv slash Willie Dills SF is where I stream. Um, and youtube.com slash Willie Dills SF as well. Unfortunately, I've been a little bit bogged down with some family stuff, so there's not been as much stuff there as I want mm. to be putting up. But uh, that I've, I've also realized that that makes me feel uneasy when I'm not getting the content out uh, mm. on a timely matter. So that's not going to last much longer because, yeah, I got a lot of I, I got a lot of ideas brewing. Yeah. So please go go over there and subscribe. There's going to be a huge variety of things actually. I got a whole slate of ideas all listed out that. I'm going to be working on so it's not just going to be hearthstone content there's going to be i'm definitely going to do some overwatch and some hero stuff and you'll probably see just me like ranting about things too sometimes people like the so, dills rants um, dills rants are good yeah there's a there's still if like there's a warcraft movie review that i guarantee a bunch of people here haven't seen because the amount of people who listen to the show compared to the amount of people who have watched that video there's a huge difference oh it was it was awesome i would recommend it to everyone actually i watched it and and Thanks, really man. loved it i yeah, thought it was, it was really good uh, you made every point that i wanted to make so yeah you did it was good it's from the perspective of a person who really loves world of warcraft so saw it and three i explained times. that very thoroughly at the time <laughs> so, yeah. Big disclaimer up top. If you were the person who listens to the show, you probably identify with yeah, that. So I think so. All right, we'll check all that out. Of course, Patrick's always up to something. Patrick, what's going on? Uh, Frenchspin.com is where you can find the shows I do. Uh, it's uh, Pixels if you want video games. And uh, I got into a bunch of uh, discussions about the gray market in the last pixels it's it's super complex and interesting uh it was a fun episode and before that of course the e3 episode with scott uh and also the phileas club where we talked a little we referenced uh the brexit a little bit but we talked about that a lot with uh, someone from uh, germany someone from the uk and someone from saudi arabia on the phileas club and that was also super fun so go to Frenchspin.com if you want to hear more and understand what the hell yeah. that Brexit thing was. <laughs> if you um, if you want international destabilization told in the funnest way possible, I think that's the show for you. <laughs> there you go. And, and of course, Overwatchers, uh, if you enjoy Overwatch, that show has been growing like crazy, having a ton of fun doing it with Garrett and, uh, and Chris. And uh, yeah, go check it out. It's uh, Overwatchers. You'll find it everywhere. Nice. Uh, there's always a billion things going on on the Frog Pants Network. Just follow me at Scott Johnson on Twitter. And uh, I just put up a, an extra life coloring book for uh, parents out there that may want to give their kids some cool art to color. Uh, it's cheap and it's available now. You can go to frogpants.com slash store to check that out. Our website is theinstance.net. Our, uh, the Twitter account for the show is at instance show. Terpster should be back next time. His Twitter account is the underscore T. Follow him there. There are more shows like this at frogpants.com and I recommend them. It's going to do it for us, for me, for Patrick, and for Dills. We'll see you next time. Bye. Yeah, my name's Matt. I wanted to call, uh, kind of have an interesting perspective on one of the topics you guys were discussing tonight. Uh, uh, start, I work at ESPN, and I actually have the pleasure of uh, being one of the four editors that works in the eSports division. Um, so yeah, being that close to it, I kind of wanted to chime in on your conversation about, uh, well, both Conan and, uh, you had mentioned Colin Coward who used to work at ESPN. Yeah, I, I think, I think, uh, it's something to, uh, take into account is how much good publicity has come from these things that 
I, I don't know if you're you're kind of seeing them as as negative viewpoints on esports as uh, a legitimate uh, sporting fan base. Uh, essentially, Conan, yeah, it's definitely always been his stick. Is it's kind of a combination of self-deprecating humor and kind of poking fun at the things that are a little uh, out there to most people. But at the same time, right after this clueless gamer segment starts to become a thing. Sure enough, you know, the people start speaking out and they start saying, yeah, we love this. We love that Conan's uh, kind of covering esports. And sure enough, TBS just launched E-League. And at the same time on our end, one of the huge motivating factors for ESPN actually taking esports seriously was after Colin had made his uh, little rant uh, going out and talking against esports. Uh, Right after that, we started really looking into things because of all the feedback we got from ESPN watchers, ESPN listeners, ESPN readers on the website. Um, and, yeah, that being the case, it's a little bit negative publicity, but as they say, no publicity is bad publicity. So uh, just just something to think about. Uh, yeah, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on the subject matter. Oh, also a fun little tidbit. Uh, two weeks ago, Colin Coward actually had discussed on air that he is now looking to invest in esports. So, go figure. All right. Love the show, guys. Take care. Angry orc workers pee on the Horde political process. It's the Overly Dramatic News. I'm Hunts the Wind. While the Horde's method of settling its arguments and choosing its leaders does lean heavily towards the might-makes-right approach, it may surprise our listeners on the Alliance side to learn that elections do play a role in Horde governance procedures. The highest elected office in the Horde is the role of Shadow Warchief. Now, this isn't a warchief who practices shadow magic. Rather, it is the creature whose job it is to stay mostly hidden and out of the line of fire, ready to take over in case something unforeseen happens to the sitting warchief. Normally, this election is just a rubber stamp of the Warchief's nomination. But this year is not a normal year. Trade Prince Gallywix threw his top hat into the ring without consulting Vol'jin, running on a campaign to, quote, make the Horde great again, unquote. Although he had no real policy proposals, his bragging and bluster attracted support from a surprisingly large number of orc peons. Political analysts were mystified by the support, with some theorizing that these peons were longing for the feeling of orcish superiority they had during the reign of Garrosh Hellscream. The election was yesterday, and the peon vote carried Gallywix to victory over establishment candidate Sylvanus Windrunner. As shocking as this is, most in Horde society shrugged it off. As one Tauren shaman said, it's meaningless. After all, nothing's going to happen to Vol'jin, right? Broadcasting across all Azeroth, I'm Hunts the Wind. Check out the archives at OverlyDramaticNews.com or follow me on Twitter at Hunts the Wind. Hey there, I'm Mark Conan, one of the hosts of the Tarn Think Tank podcast. Recently, we interviewed Jeff White from Industrial Light and Magic, who was the visual effects supervisor for the Warcraft movie. Here's a clip from that show. How geeked out was everybody when they learned that you were taking on this project? Oh, it was it was so much fun. I mean, you know, Bill Westenhofer is, um, I mean, he, he was, uh, I forget which character he said he was, but I mean, he was at level 90 before the expansion, and um, he's, he's put a considerable amount of time um, into it. And so he was sort of our go-to. Like, anytime we had a question, it's like, um, Duncan had this idea that there would be, he wanted to really embrace 
this small world idea where if if you're standing in one location you might see two or three other locations in the distance mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so all in every shot you know we're working with Bill to kind of orient ourselves of like okay Goldshire's over here and then if we're gonna get to Black Morass we kind of go back here and then we should see Swamp of Sorrows along the way yeah. it was it was a lot of complexity for the rest of the interview and all of our other shows, check us out at tarinthinktank.com. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. <laughs>